Drunk tank. Drunk tank. Drunk tank. Drunk tank. Welcome to the Risky Podcast. Dirty. What's up, bitches? <laughs> is that your new catchphrase? That, that's my new catchphrase. Since they're always taking the Welcome to the Drunk Tank podcast in the theme song. Yeah, so yeah. Now, now in six months they'll take that and I'll move on to something else. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Drunk Tank confuses me every time. I can only imagine it confuses the audience every single time as well. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, feel like we need, I feel like we need our own theme song now. Like, like a, should, like a should, permanent should... theme song? Don't you think so at this point? Like we need something like... To, to amp you up because it's like our, <laughs> our theme songs are like either really long and really awesome or too short like what the hell just happened yeah like being thrown into the water <laughs> just learn how to swim how about this I nominate this Bernie's, can uh, we play licensed music on the podcast sure you why not we're not gonna can. sell it how about this <laughs> some girl talk some uh Ozzy Osbourne Jay-Z and Ludacris I'm only playing that because we play girl talk about 20,000 oh, times too many in this office. Oh, yeah. I think I listened to the first two albums already this morning. Or not the first two. Well, but, uh, in my defense, I got all my, mu- all my music. Uh, I lost it when my computers got stolen, and I haven't called Apple to re-download it yet. So Girl Talk's the only free available music I can download to listen to. So, since so my entire library is just Girl Talk now. Since music got stolen from you, can the RIAA go after the thieves? I hope so. They're music thieves. <laughs> That's true. They are. I'm sure they'll get right on that. We need the Jeff IRAA. <laughs> the GIRA. Have you, can, just, can I ask you something? Gira. Have, G- have Gia. The, have the police gotten a hold of you since that one email? <laughs> no? Yeah, Griffin, please. <laughs> They've got please. the best men on the case. I am not going to interfere with the, the uh, detective e process. Right, every email they have to answer is like time that they've wasted on the, on the hunt. Yeah. They, they, were like, they were so close to grabbing the criminal. Then, oh, this email, I have to respond. It's like in, uh, it's like in True Grit when uh, uh, Matt Damon's like, I was within 100 yards of him once. It's I the seen only that. time I ever saw him. See, is that what you think of? I always think of the Big Lebowski scene where they're in the junkyard with his busted car and he asks the cop if he has any leads. <laughs> <laughs> Captain just put two new detectives on the case. They got like, it shifts. <laughs> Man, that, that bit actor, that character actor, I mean, why hasn't he been in a million things? No the kidding. The way he laughs at that. <laughs> so should we jump right into the awards because we can go straight from... Let's do it. Big Lebowski into why I don't want Tron to win Best Picture of the Year with, <laughs> with Obi-Wan Lebowski, the main character in Tron. Did you, have you guys seen it yet? Have you guys seen Tron? Yeah, I saw Gus it. Saw I it. didn't see it. So I, I was uh, – I Gus wanted to make sure included it. Gus told me not to see it because everything I said in the trailer was correct. I, I, I said that – I mean I, I don't think I disliked it as much as you did. But I said the things that Jeff was concerned about in the trailer turned out to be the worst, worst parts of the movie. Like the the Zeus character, the dude in the white, yes, and Daft Punk making a cameo. I mean, they cut to them like fifteen times in two minutes they, to like show you, like, hey, look who this is over here. They they talk hey. to him at one point too. Yeah, like, the like, Zeus character says, play, "Change the music, change the music, boys, or like, whatever." Hey, kids, look at that. We're hip. We got the Daft Punk. That, that was awful. That whole scene. I mean, uh, that that was that was all terrible. However, that being said, I did buy the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is awesome. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite scores since the original Batman score. For, uh, like, that kind of movie, at least. You score! Know. Bat dance? <laughs> no, no, not bat dance. Not, not. <laughs> I realize you're a big Prince fan. <laughs> no, the Danny Elfman, right? Danny Elfman. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Although I did have I, I did have bat dance on a five-minute auto-reverse tape in my car <laughs> for a very long time. I'm almost embarrassed to admit I was driving a car when the original Batman came out. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was so hyped when Batman was coming out. I was so excited for that movie. It came out on my birthday. It was the best night of my life. Was it? I want to say it was June 13th. Oh, no, June 19th is your birthday. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, 
<laughs> then uh, they had a. It was also at the time that Boys in the Hood was out, and so I saw it in the same theater as Boys in the Hood. And like as I was leaving, there was a shootout in the parking lot. Nice. Yeah. It was Man, awesome. Those movies, I can't believe they came out, they were in the theater at the same time. They seem like different time periods to me. No, they're both like 89, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood yeah. seems earlier to me. That's weird. What did he cause the shootout? Was it, like I, it was a all lively the, debate about theme? Yeah, it was all the <laughs> Batman fans fighting the Boys in the Hood fans. <laughs> That's what it was. Speaking of shootouts, remind me to tell you something after we do the awards. Wait okay, minute, wait great. Wait, go for it now. Yeah. Speaking of okay, shootouts. Okay, well, it's not even really anything dramatic, but did you guys see on the way to work today there was a forensics van parked on the side of 35? I, I, I did see that. I don't think I've ever seen a forensics van. What is, what yeah, is well, that? there was like a cop car with the lights on. I'm like, oh, somebody got pulled over. And then I looked, and right behind it, you know, like the lights were there to stop people from hitting it. There was a forensic van, and they were looking over the edge of like over the uh, embankment or whatever it is. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I wonder if there was like... They found somebody Some or business something. going on down there. It was over by Old Torf, the Old, Old Torf exit. I, I did not and Matt's see that. Matt's house, conveniently close to Matt's house. <laughs> there you go. Do you think the uh, forensics guys feels like feel like complete badasses in the station now that CSI is such a huge hit? Oh, I would imagine so. Right? Yeah, they just strut around. Has to be way better than like Quincy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What, what Quincy did for them <laughs> before it was like before it was like. It took me a while. The, the cool cops were like, get out your magnifying class, nerd. And now they're like, we've got three hit shows on TV. Who's the nerd now? Muscles. <laughs> if you're the forensics guy in the local police department, how long into the run of CSI before you start wearing sunglasses to the office every day? <laughs> I would imagine immediately. Is it after the pilot episode? And if you're a woman, you wear like the Mark Helgenberger pantsuit kind of thing. <laughs> Have you ever watched any of the SIs? I've, I've seen commercials. Same here. I've never seen any of them. I think I've seen one or two uh, episodes like on late night TV when, when I'm drunk oh, oh, and there's nothing oh. else on. I did watch one episode because it had something to do with like Second Life, was I it, think. Wasn't it was like a Second episode? Life murder in CSI? Was it, no, he was in Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Oh, okay. Different. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Faux pas. I don't, think I've, I don't <laughs> think I've ever watched a full episode of Law & Order either. Uh, I've watched a billion episodes of Law & Order. Really? Yeah, my dad loves that show. Uh, I got him a. I even got him one year. I got him a autographed Jerry Orbach picture for his birthday. Really? That's how much he likes. That's him. awesome. Who's that? Jerry Orbach. He was uh, one of the guys and one of the main guys in Law and Order. He's dead. Now. Is he, yeah, he's the guy oh, who died, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, he died like two years ago. Yeah. Oh, I think I know the guy. Like, I think I'm picturing his face now. But yeah. one of those guys you can't ever, yeah. you know, remember what Char- he was in. Good character actor. So that autograph just went up in value. I guess so. <laughs> eBay, here we come. <laughs> I'm going on YouTube right now just to see if I can find the intro to Quincy. <laughs> uh, all right, so should we uh, get started? Let's get started on these awards. Okay, dude, let's before, do it. Before we, uh, we meander ready? so long that we forget. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that we've made everyone wait long enough. <laughs> Again, yeah, they were waiting, too. They're, they're, they're like, <laughs> gotta have the award announcement. They were so angry after <laughs> last week. start the year. Did you get a new look back? Did you get a new They need closure in nah. 2010. <laughs> they're not watching any new internet videos till we proclaim the best internet video of 2010. They can't get started on 2011 till that door's closed. Which, by the way, actually there is a candidate, an early candidate for 2011 already. Did you see the video about the homeless guy? Oh, the homeless singer? I haven't watched that I one yet. Seen it. He's not a homeless singer. You have to watch it. It does look, when you see the title of the video, it seems like. But he's got that great voice, right? It's a, it's you just got to see it. You know that's how Wesley Willis got to start. He was homeless and singing on the side of the road in, in Chicago, and a radio executive walked by and was like, we got the "Whoa, you're really awesome." With your little Casio. We used to, um, and then he became famous. <laughs> Wesley Willis. Yeah, that's how you got to start. Wesley Willis is not awesome. Yeah, he is. No. A lot. <laughs> He's yeah. like a homeless Bismarcky. I mean, we listen to his music. <laughs> but you just, what you just described was awesome. But a, lot, a lot of people listen. <laughs> a lot of people like Wesley Willis. Let me sing Had a you, career. Let me sing you the greatest Wesley Willis song. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica! <laughs> <Is that it? laughs> 
and French fries. And that's that's exactly. <laughs> I'm, 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 that's a perfect representation of his music. Pretty much, yeah. He just screams and bangs on a Some, Somehow you don't have the same flair with it that he does, though. No, I don't have the stage <laughs> presence. He's got personality. Of the homeless guy outside the subway. All right. Internet video of the year. So we screwed up, and we forgot to nominate two things. Yeah. We forgot to nominate – what was the one I told you the other day, Gus, that we forgot to nominate? The, oh, the arguing with an Ibex? Arguing with the Ibex. Great, great video. <laughs> the guy arguing politics with the goat. And the guy... Bank robber eats hold-up note. That's a great one, right? That's, yeah. that's got to be my favorite. It is pretty good. I was so mad when I saw that on like a compilation video the other day. I can't believe we forgot that. God, it was where a guy is uh, being arrested, and they've got him on the hood of the police car, and the, essentially the dashboard cam is right in the guy's face, and he's being leaned over the hood, and the cops are pulling all this stuff out of his pockets, and he'd held up somewhere, like a bank or a convenience store. I don't know what he I held think it was up. a bank. But he had a note, the hold-up note, and they're pulling stuff out of his pockets, and they pull this piece of paper out, and he sees it because they put it right in front of him on the hood, and they've got him leaned over, and he just leans down and eats the note. Awesome. <laughs> eats the evidence right there. I mean, that is a fast-thinking criminal. Dude, yeah, that dude deserves the award. And when he gets out, bam, he can have it in 10 to 20. So, <laughs> so is that who you're voting for, Jeff? Uh, oh, well, I don't know if we can do can that because it, it didn't yeah. make the official selection. I mean, can well, we can we talk is, to the committee? Is the academy is going to take away our fucking credit, <laughs> you know, accreditation. Can we just recognize it? There we go. Special, Special recognition. recognition. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime achievement award for. Do you really want to give an online video award to a dude who just <laughs> committed a crime? As opposed he doesn't to have the, a lot of things going for as him. As opposed to drunkest dude ever, allegedly. <laughs> I was eating my grocery list. Like, here's some validation for your disease, sir. How would you explain that in court? Why did you eat the piece of paper? It was my grocery list, and when I saw peanut butter on there, I'm really hungry. <laughs> my doctor told me I needed more fiber in my diet, so I decided to get a start on it. I didn't want to eat my wallet, so I ate the paper instead. Okay, so who's everyone voting for? Man, I I, I know you guys want to like focus on those one-off videos that are just like the random reality videos, like guy eating a note or dude falls off his roof. But you gotta give you gotta give some recognition to Freddie W and the stuff he did this year. Um, I, I would say the the flower warfare is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. that's the one we put on there, right? Yeah, I we mean, put flower warfare on there. Yeah, I gotta I gotta make a case for that. You know, the the flower warfare warfare one was fantastic. It's my favorite of the ones he did. Let me ask you this, Gus, because I'm, I'm not clear on it. Like with Bed Intruder and Bed Intruder Song, and then Double Rainbow and Double Rainbow Song, are those four separate entries or are they bundled together? We we. We decided to do four separate entries when we did the nomination. Oh, I think that okay. it was made, I, why did we do that? That makes it time? harder. I think it should have been bundled <laughs> because it's two different performers. It's either it auto the news people you're or right. it's the original you're video. T- you're totally right. Hey, here's why I think he did it. I think he did it just to mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think. But I think that the, the two play off each other. I mean, that's sort of what happens, you know? Yeah. Like, because I kind of want to. Oh, it's the, that from. Because I, I want to vote for Double Rainbow Song because Millie sang it for three months straight, and it was really funny every time she would sing and it. As far as but it's not. Go. But I, I would be, I would think you should vote well, for the original. Yeah, well, we didn't ask for your fucking life story. Which one do you like? Uh, I, I, uh, okay, I'm going to go out. for... He's going to send you a very nasty email. <laughs> I'm going to go for Freddie W. Freddie W? Are you really? The, the, yeah. Look at that. So that's two yeah. for Freddie W. I'm going to go with Double Rainbow Original. Original? And you said Freddie W? I'll do Freddie, Freddie W. All right, I was going to go for Double Rainbow Song. Oh. So I guess Freddie W wins. Okay, there Look at you that. go. Congratulations Flower to Warfare. Freddie Congratulations to Freddie oh, W. Hold on. It's not official until I write it down in the notebook. <laughs> Got to find a clean piece of paper here. <laughs> I have no idea. Again, looking in this notebook, some of the notes I make myself. Horse tips is greater than fails. I have no <laughs> idea what that means. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? 
Uh, I think you're saying that uh, probably Jeff's Halo videos that horse and tips. Oh, this was a note for me. Yeah, that's right. For uh, for email, email, email addresses. Horse gotcha. tips fails. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, look at you reverse engineering my notes. I'm okay. Shorthand. That being secretary. said, though, you guys should get a hold of Griffin's iPhone sometime and look oh, at God. her drunken ideas for comics yeah. that she puts into notes. I don't remember. But I have to help her decipher every day. Well, a lot of it's like somebody will say something and it'll be in the middle of a conversation, so I'll write it down, thinking I'll remember where it's going, and then I won't remember, and no one else will, will remember. So. All right, so movie of the year. We're already category two, <sighs> speeding right along. Well, we already eliminated stuff that I think our audience would want to see, like Scott Pilgrim and Tron. People I, are really upset that we didn't include Scott Pilgrim. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm upset that Scott Pilgrim didn't include a story or a plot of any kind. <laughs> um, you think they'll be equally upset when the Academy Awards uh, snub Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> man, I don't know. There was something else that, that somebody was saying – that was a movie that was out. Oh, somebody was talking about Happy Gilmore as being the, one of the greatest sports movies they've ever seen. I don't remember Happy Gilmore as being that big of a movie or that interesting. Yeah, I, I don't even money? know if I'd consider it a sport movie. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. I guess there was sports in the in loosest it. sense of the yeah. term. So as, as I'm saying, it's like I don't think over time people are going to go back to Scott Pilgrim or Kick Ass. You know. Yeah. I think Kick Ass might have a cult life. Uh, but I think Scott Pilgrim is just another in a long line of Michael Sarah movies that'll get bundled as a Michael Sarah movie. And it's yeah. And it's not like it's not better or worse than any of the other ones. And it's just like, you know, it's how long? How, how long do you think it's gonna? How long do you think he's gonna have? Well, he'll hit? he'll hit puberty someday, <laughs> and then he'll Macaulay. No, I love, but, but, I love him. I mean, I love him, but it, he is the same guy almost. So what? No, no, no. So There's nothing wrong with that. I so know, is but Christopher I, Walken, and I show yeah. up for Christopher Walken. Yeah. I mean, just eventually things slow down for a person that's pretty much the same. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't make fun of him because I do the same. I'm the same person in every RT short, so <laughs> <laughs> you find that niche and you stick with it. No, I mean, I love him. I, I, I liked most of his in. movies. That Nick and Nora's movie I thought was great. It's the last one of his I really The only liked. problem with that, and this is something that I hate in, in movies sometimes, is when they don't match the actor and the actress that are the love interest as far as face size. So when they go <laughs> up in for a kissing scene, it looks really weird. Like her head was so much bigger than his. Really? I know that's a stupid thing to get confused about. I've never noticed that. <laughs> but notice they really, casting directors really need to get those actors up close to see if their heads are going to work together. <laughs> I just like watching two girls kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just think that, you know, over time. I, I don't think of it as a Michael Cera movie. I actually think of it as an Edgar Wright movie because it was so heavy on the direction, right? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I didn't come out of that movie thinking at all of it was a Michael Cera movie. That's another problem I have with that movie. I like Edgar Wright okay, but I don't – like people talk about Edgar Wright as he's the next Steven Spielberg, and he made one really good movie in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Hot Fuzz was like an hour too long. I, I like Hot Fuzz. Was it, was, I, it was okay. I think Hot Fuzz is long. It was too long. I, how did this turn from movie of the year to the breakdown of and then, <laughs> and then Scott Sarah. Pilgrim was like, had no substance, essentially. I could watch Hot Fuzz more than I can watch Shaun of the Dead. You I think, think so? It has more rewatchability, I think. Mm, I don't know about Insane. that. Insane. You think I'm wrong? Well, that was my problem. I, I don't know. That was my problem with Tron, too, is that the first Tron was – honestly, it wasn't that great a movie. I mean, it's kind of – not even campy. It's just kind of bad in a lot of ways. But it's in a it's a consistently bad, uh, and at least it had something to say. Like at the time when the first Tron came out in 1982, that was when most people knew about computers through video games and through arcades because the Pac-Man fever thing was huge at the time, and people right. actually went to arcades. It was part of the culture. The problem I've got with this Tron is that this Tron stuck with the video game thing, which yeah, is still a big thing, but it's really not the main way that people interface with computers and technology. And they, I can't believe they went 25 years, they put a movie out in this culture, and they didn't mention the World Wide Web once. Like, there was that little what? segment at the beginning 
where the their OS was released on the web, yeah. and that was the only I reference think to that. The problem, the the reason for that is, you know, the initial part of the movie takes place in current time, but then most of the movie takes place in the computer when you know they were, which is was a, which was a snapshot from 1989, which predated the you know people's wide use of the web. Right, but they did have, and this, we're going to talk about some stuff here that's going to be spoilerish. So sorry if, if yeah. you haven't seen Tron, but I'm assuming that everyone who's listens to podcasts and interested in Tron probably has seen it in one manner or another. They had the whole thing where the where the clue is trying to get his army out of the computer. Mm-hmm. What better way to do that than to like the, the, here's a computer from 1989 that's in a basement in an arcade. They found a way to get out or find a way to connect themselves to the internet, and that's how they're going to get out. Right, but like, that requires a physical connection. A computer from 1989 didn't have the physical capability to connect to the internet. No, no, I, okay, I get what you're saying, but it would have had a network card in it in 1989. Maybe, not, I mean... Like a token ring? <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know if that's... Well, if it's got a computer case. that can digitize you, I mean, a laser yeah, digitizer, I mean, it's, it's, it's all not speculation. that big yeah. You're also, here, you're also saying, this is, this is a problem when you talk about movies, you say, well, it's a computer from 1989. Okay, so what? Make the computer from 1992. Don't get locked into what they wrote in the movie. You could write mm-hmm. whatever you want to. It's a sequel. Mm. They could have made the they could have made the computer from 1998 if they wanted to. Right. So they could have just written it differently, or just before the internet or whatever. But they didn't do that. They made it from 1989, and they made some weird device now, a narrative device where the people are going to come out of the computer, and apparently they can do that, <laughs> and they be, can become real. It was it was strange to me, really strange. Yeah, and, that, and that was kind of bizarre. They abandoned all the stuff in Tron that kind of made it cool and geeky, like that. Everyone he runs into in that world is a program. There's no illusion of that at all. I mean, they're going to nightclubs, yeah. You know, yeah. The, in in the in the game or in the computer world. That, that nightclub scene was the worst part of the movie to me. I mean, what is what is that? What is the metaphor for a nightclub in a computer? You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, at least the game grid and stuff like that. Everything they did in Tron at least had some kind of counterpart actually in the digital world. It seemed like, and there's nothing. There's no illusion like that. It's just. We're going to go to a place where everything's dark and people light up. Yeah, it's your porn folder. It's your <laughs> porn folder, yeah. <laughs> so that, I think that was my main problem with it. But then I actually went back and watched Tron a second time. And after I went in without the expectation, I liked it a lot more. Yeah, I went I, in with low expectations. I thought it was fine. I mean, it's not the greatest movie ever. How did Teddy like it? Uh, Teddy, we, well, we walked out after because Teddy's five and Teddy can't sit through you know, a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So it was fine up until we got to the part where they're on the solar sailor again. And it's yeah. just this long exposition part. And I don't know. Penny Arcade had a funny comment about that uh, part of the movie where they're talking about getting to the portal. And uh, I think Tycho said, if the portal's so hard to get to, why do they have a fucking train that goes straight to it? Yeah. It's like they made this big deal about how hard it was going to be there. It's like, oh, well, let's get on that train. It goes right over there. And if the portal opens up, wouldn't that be a major event yeah. in for everybody? Yeah. You know, it's just because it only it hasn't opened in a thousand cycles or whatever. That, the whole time thing didn't make much sense to me either. Yeah, they were really weird about it. Like a, a millicycle was eight hours or something like right, that. Right, they did. They actually gave yeah, you they a number you a at one comparison point. Comparison, so it's like so then a cycle would be eight thousand hours. So then you know it hasn't opened in eight million hours or. You know, I had no idea. Yeah, and how long was that? And then the Jeff Bridges character, they actually kind of tied into his, like, socialist hippie kind of character that he had in Tron. But then they took him, like, to this oh yeah Obi-Wan Lebowski thing that I was talking about earlier where he was yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It just seemed really kind of derivative of Star Wars and Matrix and other things all kind of mashed up together. There were a lot of, uh, I don't know, Lebowski overtones uh, to his character. Like, oh, man, you're really messing with this Zen thing I've got going on. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely felt that too. So I think it was, I think it was important that we put it on the nomination list because we hadn't seen it yet. But overall, I'd say if we had to pick a Jeff Bridges movie, True Grit was way, way better. 
Anybody else see True Grit? Yes. I still haven't seen it. What do you think? It was awesome. Uh, different movie than I thought it would be. I expected it to be more of a uh, like a No Country Old Men esque kind of Coen Brothers film, and it was a lot sillier than I expected, it which was... I, I guess is very true to the story. Um, and I'd say about seventy percent of that movie Millie could have watched. There were just a few scenes that were pretty gruesome. Yeah, but uh, it was good. It was almost it was it felt kind of like a family esque movie, except for like ten minutes of it, maybe fifteen minutes. Brandon was telling me because he liked that it. it was a different kind of movie just set as a Western and kind of turned the Western genre on its ear. But I think Unforgiven did that a lot better. I would agree with that for sure. It didn't It didn't really turn the Western world on its ear to me. Well, I think the, sil- like the silliness of it. Like you were, I was surprised by some of the characters that when they showed up, they weren't quite as weighty as I was kind of hoping they would be. Uh, so, like who? Like the Josh Brolin character. Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't really dislike him all he that was, much. He was a little lighthearted. A little lighthearted. But maybe that's kind of believable in a sense, too. Like, not every fuck-up is a hardened criminal, you know? And True. In the Old West, when there was less less law, and you, you know, I guess it would be easier to make a mistake like that. But once again, they built him up that way. But they did. They did. They built him up that way. Like, especially in the first scene of the movie. Chasing like, him the whole movie. and I got the yeah. No Country from Old Men vibe like you did. Like, yeah. early on in the movie. Especially those first scenes. Well, and the trailer came across very heavy. I thought. Yeah, the trailer the trailer is not the movie that I saw. I'll say that. I would be Griffin, I would be interested for you to go see the movie cuz I would love to know what you thought about the costumes for that movie. I actually I really do want to see it and I had planned on seeing it over the weekend but we just had house guests like people in town so I couldn't really get away. Man, they uh I don't know where you saw it but I saw it at the Alamo and before the movie they showed cuts from the original John Wayne film. God, that was boring. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That I was li- hard to see. I don't like there. when the Alamo does that. I'd, I usually don't. Like, it ruined District 9 for me when they showed uh, uh, Alien Nation before it. Yeah. Because you're like, wow, this is a remake. But, uh, <laughs> it really like, sets a weird tone sometimes. But it worked in this one because it really made me appreciate True Grit. Because then I would get to that scene, I'd be like, man, thank God the Coen brothers made this and not whoever the fuck made the John Wayne version again. Wow. I can actually, I do like it. Even even if it is, like you said, like it shows that things are derivative, it is an interesting way. It's kind of cool to have that, like, I don't know what you call it. Like a perspective like, on it? Yeah. To have extra perspective, and I think that's what the Alamo does well. That they uh, want you to think about films in general. It, it can work. I do think it, it can backfire. I, I definitely, it definitely okay. took me out of District, whatever the fuck it was called, District Nine. District Nine. Okay. In uh, in No Country for Old Men, I saw it at the Alamo, and they had a bit that the Alamo themselves had recorded where they were testing the pneumatic device, the cattle. Oh yeah, what, yeah. What, yeah. What it called? Cattle killer. What do you oh, call it? Oh right, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it's called. What yeah. you call it? But they were testing it on pumpkins in front of the Alamo. And having fun doing that. And I was like, why are they doing this? And then when you get to the scene in the movie where that device appears, it really kind of muted that. Yeah, yeah that why sucks. Would they do, why would they do that? Yeah. And what we're talking about is Alamo, because you have to show up 40 minutes early for a movie at the Alamo, they have a big long pre-roll where they just they roll a bunch of random video clips on the screen that are fun and have to do with the movie. But sometimes they, I think they don't realize that you're kind of setting the tone. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're setting a weird tone sometimes. We, uh, yeah. Man, that's – that's out of control, by the way. We went there Saturday. I took uh, Caleb and Barbara there and uh, Roadblock, and we got there a full hour early for a 5 p.m. show on Saturday, and we were probably 200th in line. Wow. Really? Yeah, it was. we were out the door. Wow. And a full hour early. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I love like, the Alamo, but it just it's a huge time commitment. Well, I love I, it too, I man. I that, that our group, and we're huge Alamo supporters, have been starting to go to other movie theaters that yeah. have just Well, I still go to the Alamo. It's just like, give me a signed seating or something, and I go to the highball and drink. Remember they like, did? Standing in line in the cold sucks. A signed seating at the old downtown location for a while, but then they abandoned it. 
Yeah. Like you would I, buy I, a ticket and choose your seat. I don't know what the logistics are for that. Maybe it's very difficult to do. I know that they, we had it at the Arclight when you and I went, Gus, and it worked yeah. really well there. Well, there's a big difference between the Arclight and the Alamo. The Alamo is really a restaurant that happens to show movies. True. So if somebody reserves a seat and then doesn't show up for it, they lose their money for their restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. really, they that's a really that good meal. I don't know. Can I – why do you have this two, the front, two front rows in a movie theater? That are, like, so close, and nobody wants to sit in them, and then it's the people who, like, straggle in at the end who'd rather, like, stand up along the side and watch the movie that way. Like, why even have seats there? Like, just take them out. How would you eliminate a front row? Well, I just don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you stop? No, but at some point, like, it's just too close. You You can't see anything. You should open your own theater. That's all back rows. (laughs) That's it. I've seen movie theaters that advertise they have, like, huge stage area in front of the screen. Yeah. So you're, like, you start off, like, 30 feet away from the screen. Well, there's some, if you're if you're running late and you know you're going to, like, Alamo or someplace, it's, like, it's like why, why you know you're not going to see it, the movie well. You might as well just see it another time. Yeah. Like, because you know those two, the two front rows are the only things that are going to be available. I will say this, that the Alamo does really well, is that they go through with ushers and they make people move down and sit together. Oh, they, okay. do, they do do that. They don't let you leave a space between you and the people next to you. Uh-huh. Which at the Alamo is even harder because the person next to you is eating, you know, steak tacos <laughs> or a large pizza. Did you see uh, Tron at the IMAX, Bernie? I saw Tron at, uh, no, just a normal Cineplex, the one right across the street from us here. Mm-hmm. And then I went and saw it up at the Galaxy, which has the D-Box mm-hmm. seats where you move. Yeah. And they, they you know, the, it has reactions to the actual movie on your seat. That was pretty cool, yeah. you know. Yeah, the reason I ask is they did something weird at the, I don't know if it was... All IMAXs are just the one here, but they had like a special intro. You know, normally they tell you, tell, turn off your cell phone, uh, squeeze to the middle so we can fit everyone in. They had like the voice, like a, a computer synthesized voice speaking to you like you were programs in Tron. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, telling you to turn off your communication devices and, you know, initiate your silence protocols and uh, like weird stuff like that. And I've never, had, I've never seen them do that any, uh, for any other movie at the IMAX. <laughs> Another thing about Tron was you don't have to wear your, your 3D glasses for half the movie. Yeah. I took them off when I watched it with my – when I went the second time, I took them off for the first half of the movie. Why is that? It's 2D. Oh, there's so there's only, uh, there's only 3D portions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you basically go into the, the game world, then, then it goes into 3D. Yeah, there was, and I'm not even huh. sure all those shots are 3D. Yeah, there was a warning at the beginning of the movie when I saw it. I don't know if you saw um, – you, you probably had it also saying that there's a lot – that there's 2D scenes in the movie and that that's normal. Well, why, it almost why seems, do that? It just – I mean, I, I, I like the because it's kind of like you know Wizard of Oz where it, like everything goes to color. Like I can, I like that idea. But yes. if you've got to have like an apparatus to view it, it seems like a pain in the ass. Like you got to put your glasses on and off. Well, and you can off. just keep them on the whole time. That's what I did. So it doesn't. Okay. The two okay. D looks. I guess like three D glasses now aren't like they used to be. Yeah. I, th- I think I might be over three D. Really? Yeah, I really liked <laughs> it at first. Avatar was cool, but I don't know. I called like, it. I still like it. I still like yeah. it. I think everybody called it. I'm about to get Gran Turismo, though, for my PlayStation. So oh, yeah. Play 3D at home. I like 3D at home. I actually, you know, Time Warner Demand, there's like, I think there's like a total of eight movies you can watch at home now in 3D. Uh-huh. And they're all either animated Pixar DreamWorks movies <laughs> or they're Discovery Channel movies. They're uh, they're starting to broadcast NFL games in 3D, right? I, I saw them talking about that and showing the cameras, but I don't know how to get that. Yeah. They, they broadcast some of the World Cup games, I think, on ESPN in 3D, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that? Was that Lisbon versus... <laughs> Tokyo? What was, what yeah, was the yeah, game they showed in 3D? Yeah, Lisbon has a, a, a team that competes in the World Cup. It's Lisbon State. Yeah, <laughs> Lisbon State. <laughs> All right, so movie of the year. <laughs> well, I, Can you run down the list of contenders? Let's I don't eliminate remember. the rest of them. All right, well, we had well, – our list was Inception, Book of Eli, Exit Through the Gift Shop, Tron Legacy, True Grit, Toy Story 3, Jackass 3D, The Town, The Fighter, The Social Network. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to vote for Freddie Wong. <laughs> I think out of all that – 
I'm going to vote for Exit Through the Gift Shop for mine. Interesting. Simply because I did watch The Town, and I know you did as well. Yeah. And it, it was good. You didn't think it was good. I but hated it. I, I, maybe I overspoke when we talked about it. I did not hate it as much as I said. I want to I say that none of us have seen Black Swan, and none of us have seen The Fighter. Right. So this is a big asterisk so, on this year. Yeah, but it's, a, it's always an asterisk. <laughs> so you chose uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop. Jeff? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, I can't. It exited the gift shop. Yeah. All right. For me. Um, I really enjoyed Book of Eli, and it's like it's fun. But I'm gonna go through, uh, exit through the gift shop. I'm gonna change my vote to Book of Eli. <laughs> okay. So you just don't want to be like part of the the crowd. No, I think it, I think it needs to vote because you guys are gonna vote for right. exit through the gift. I'm shop. I'm gonna do Inception. So did you you saw Book of Eli, right? Yeah. What's he was book? not blown away by. I was not oh, blown really? away. Well, it's, I mean, I, it's it's entertaining. It was a very clever book. Movie. Like, we'll like vote it. for uh, Book of No, because if I had to pick between the two movies of the year, I'm going to go with Exit to the Gift Shop. Exit to the Gift Shop was good. I liked it. Yeah. And the fact that everyone's we're still talk, having conversations about it, I think that's a sign in itself. I don't think Exit to the Gift Shop focused enough on the web and social media. <laughs> <laughs> too many lighted up people in that one, too. <laughs> no, but if you liked the social network, which I think will be a big contender for Picture of the Year, um, you should also watch an independent movie called Catfish, which just came out on all the digital distribution, I think, yesterday or Monday. Um, it's, a, um, it's a movie about social networking and about a documentary about a guy who meets somebody online, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Got mm-hmm. kind of, a, unfortunately, a Blair Witch thing to it, like, is it real or is it fake? Who's, who's in it? Nobody would know. It was like a Sundance darling that cool. kind of had a theatrical release, I think. And it's Does it have anything to do with Catfish? It, it, well, I mean, they, they, there's a reason why they named it Catfish, and I'll just put it at that. Okay. Do you want to watch it? Sure. All right. Um, do you think we're, do you think I'm going to have much trouble finding Banksy to send him his trophy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe you should send no, it to Terry. I bet you can find Terry pretty fucking easily. God. Do it. Send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> you should absolutely send it to him. All right. Mr. Brainwash. Mr. Brainwash. <laughs> I've been reading a lot online about that movie and people thinking that it's not, that it, it was all staged. I think it was all staged. I think it might have been all staged, but it doesn't that's matter. A, that's a fucking like I mean, a 12 I, year commitment but to stage that. You don't know that they necessarily had all that old footage. They could just say they had all that old footage. They could have been working on it for a few years. I don't doubt it took them a long time. True, it doesn't take anything to get a VHS recorder. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. So I, th- I think it was I just all staged. I think they've been working on it for a couple of years, though. Do you guys ever see that art movement where they were taking those old Fisher Price cameras that would record on audio cassettes? And you could record like four minutes at a time. I want to say it's a PLX 2000, if I'm remembering correctly. It's a Fisher Price camera they sold for a very limited time in the 80s, and you could record video on audio cassettes. No. Yeah, it's anyway, so All you right. can probably look it yeah, up. Yeah, the PXL 2000. PXL, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it looks like garbage. It looks like really super, uh, super shitty Super 8, essentially. It's weird. Weird. Okay. I, I still have a Super 8 I need to get. How do you? I don't even know what to do with it. Digitize. <laughs> Digitize it. There you yeah. go. All right. Trailer of the year. <laughs> our stupid our stupidest category. category. Let's just let's not do this category anymore. Yeah, this is the last trailer. Of the I think year. we created this category last year for the Star Wars Old Republic. Trailer. I think so too. And so we don't have anything. I'm going to vote for the Revelation Red versus Blue Revelation trailer because I'm an <laughs> asshole. I want to give a trophy to myself. Awesome. What are our candidates? I don't even know. Uh, Uncharted Three, True Grit, the Old Republic Hope trailer. Fable 3 launch trailer, uh, the Halo Reach Deliver Hope, Tron Legacy, Mass Effect 3, the Portal 2 Wheatley, Harry Potter, and Inception. I'm going to vote for Freddie Wong. <sighs> <laughs> Never <laughs> gets old. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff loves the repeated jokes. Jeff, why don't you take this one? Uh, I'm going to vote for mm, True Grit, I guess, because I 
love to see Gus try to figure out how to get that to them. Ringing endorsement from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to get behind. I'm going to go with the Fable category. Three. Fable Three. Mm-hmm. That's a cool cinematic. Is that the cinematic? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, Wait, the, 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 the launch one where they're tearing down the statue. Oh. Well. Can we just make it? The no. <laughs> I'm going to vote for Skyline. Skyline. All right. Even though we didn't know okay, it. I don't I'm care. Writing it in. <laughs> I never even saw that trailer. Was it good? It was creepy. It was, the initial teaser was Did was that good. movie come out? Yeah. Apparently yeah. apparently it was terrible. Did it, I, did, I don't did think it. I heard a single good thing about it. It was uh it's interesting because it's a ten million dollar big budget or not just a big budget, a big VFX movie for ten million bucks. So isn't that the movie yeah, that's essentially quotes, the, the same film as Battlefield Los Angeles or whatever? Yeah, that's a weird story where supposedly yeah. the guys working on Battlefield Los Angeles decided to take their work and put it into Skyline or something like that. Develop it on the side. So what were you saying, Griffin? What do you vote for? I'm, I'm sticking with Fable 3 because it didn't make Game of the Year categories, so I got to... Okay. Representing? Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Um, also, I did like the I did like the, the statue one. I thought it was a cool it idea. It was very cool. Yeah. Skyline grossed $52 million against a $10 million production budget. Yeah. Wow. Well, $10 million in quotes. $52 million worldwide, $21 million in the U.S. Hmm. I would take it. Yeah. I wonder how much of that budget was taken from Battlefield Los Angeles. <laughs> hey, how many, how many movies make... 100% of their budgets and profits, you know? Not um, many. So are you abstaining from voting in our shitty category? I'm voting for Skyline. Are you I'm writing Skyline? it in. Bang. All right. All right. Well, I vote for Fable 3 launch. Oh, so yes. we have to, I was hoping we'd have a tie. No. <laughs> Gridlock, Four deadlock. All right. So Fable 3 launch trailer. A lot of sci-fi movies coming out in 2011. Because we're in the oh, future yeah? now. Like what? Uh, well, Battlefield, Los Angeles. I am number four. So, I, don't, I don't know what that is. So, uh, it's a uh, you have to see it. I don't know how to explain it. Any Will Smith sci-fi movies? Coming <laughs> no, out? I don't think so. Damn. Maybe the kid now is going to start making those movies. Oh yeah. I saw him with Justin Bieber in some clip, and man, it was like Will Smith. No, no. The kid. I don't. Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. Yeah. yeah. So I saw him in a like some kind of. Are they like hanging out? It was like an Entertainment Tonight behind the scenes clip with oh, Justin Bieber and Jaden Smith joking around, and I wanted to fucking shoot myself. That in sounds the awful. Yeah. It made, it made me hate that I could see. I can't believe that. <laughs> I can't believe that Entertainment Tonight's still on the air. How long has that show been on the air? Like fucking twenty five years or something? I don't know. Yeah, crazy. Is people, it, people want their celebrity gossip. It seems like a TV show like that would be outdated by the internet. You'd be surprised, man. You I bet would, there's a lot of households in America where every day it's a big debate: Are we going to watch Entertainment Tonight or are we going to watch Wheel of Fortune? It's one <laughs> of those two because those are always on at the same time. And they're always those syndicated shows. You would think so too, but like that fucking TMZ show apparently gets huge ratings. So no, those fucking guys. Wow. And that is like that's, the hardest thing in the world stupid. to watch. Really tough to watch. It's really yeah. If there a were, guy came to me and said you can lob a hand grenade free <laughs> where, anywhere you want once, it might be the set of TMZ. Be next to that blonde surfer dude on the yeah. TMZ set. <laughs> 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 God. They were playing it in the fucking. I was getting a prescription, which I should show you guys. Uh, last night at HEB, and they were, it was on. And like, God damn it. <laughs> I just wanted to change the channel so bad. fucking terrible. And there were like seven people watching it. Now, why is that guy so recognizable? I don't like, know. It's him and the guy who stands on the edge of the cube. Harvey Levin. Yeah. That's the guy's name. Yeah. It's like that server. Uh, he's always drinking like around. a water bottle. He must walk around in public and people go, I know I hate that guy for some <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I've never wanted to punch I, a stranger I before. I just got a douche chill, and I don't know exactly why. <laughs> Did you run over my dog? <laughs> hey, if you guys, uh, before we go any further, you guys know I'm getting the uh, I'm getting my my butt searched tomorrow, <laughs> and uh, which I'm really excited about. I'm, so yeah, but when are you going to the doctor? 
Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule after the blood search. I'm gonna schedule the uh, the doctor appointment next week. No, uh, and so I have to do all this crazy medicine. I went and filled a prescription last night. Do you want to see what the prescription was? Yeah, is it, is it a giant suppository? This is my medicine that I have to take today. What is that? That is uh, gallon Javalite in. It's a thing that makes me poop a lot, and I have to fill this up with four like four gallons of water, and then drink this in thirty minutes. Wait, wait, wait! You, four, you can't drink four gallons. Or I don't know. I wonder if this is a gallon, four quarts. I guess it's four quarts. So you have to fill that up four times, or you just fill that up? once? I just fill it up once. Okay, but I have to drink it in like thirty thirty minutes. I, I, it's probably a gallon. Um, yeah. There's no way you can drink that in thirty minutes. Yeah, well, we'll see. You on bet? <laughs> just just put it in a, in this a fucking the, Tito's bottle, and he'll have no problem. This is also the third. Here. This is the third thing I have to drink. I have two things to drink before it, and let, then this. Let me tell you what Jeff's holding up. Jeff is holding up this huge like plastic jug that has some kind of white powder in the bottom of it. Yeah, and all these medical labels on it. It looks like something that you would find in, in an organic chemistry lab. Yeah. It, it does. Like. Yeah, it does. Like it should have one of those like diamond warnings that are yeah. in the back of semi-trucks. Like the, the MSDS? That, yeah, it tells you if it's explosive or if it's caustic. Yeah. And you have to drink this. I have to drink it this afternoon <sighs> after have, lunch. <laughs> I get flavor packets. It has a flavor packet. I can get lemon. <laughs> oh, do you get your selection? Is there a selection flavor packet? There lemon, is. And uh, I think the other one is... I hope, I hope it's cherry. <laughs> oh, oh. If you have to select a flavor... In like for toothpaste or you know the dentist or whatever, what's the flavor that you always choose? Oh, cherry. What do you choose? I usually choose grape. Uh, grape is better than cherry typically. I do bubble gum. Oh, mm. bubble gum's good. Oh, yeah, bubble gum's good. good. I get I get to I, choose between lemon, uh, orange, and cherry. I never I, choose lime anything. I love grapes, but I hate fake grapes. Purple. Yeah, that, like that purple taste. Purple flavor. Interesting but, that you would bring that up. I'll come back to that in a little while. Okay. Okay. But and just like I like cherries and I love fake cherries, red flavor, awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> I actually like purple flavor better than grape. I think. Really? Oh, uh, just FYI, I'm not going to be in the office tomorrow. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's fine. Well, yeah. after you drink that, please leave the office. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. Apparently, I won't be able to drink this and leave the office, so I'm gonna have to go home and drink it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you, you're establishing a new office. Make sure, in the you, make sure you keep a log. Yeah. <laughs> a log of my logs. Yeah. Yeah. True Grit's up to $90 million against $38 million budget. That's got to be the most them. successful Kellen Brothers film of all time. Maybe so. I think that, uh, gosh, I'm going to say Oh Brother Where Art Thou Was, or maybe A Serious Man. They did like $60 million. They're not a They're not a big box office I don't draw. think A Serious no. Man did that amount of money. Tron has made $133 million against its $170 million. I've heard rumors that that budget was actually much higher than $170. I believe it. I've heard rumors that they spent close to $300 million developing technologies and working on stuff. Digital Domain, which is a big visual effects house, just put out a reel of how they did a lot of the effects. And if Digital Domain is doing that, that means they yeah. probably put a lot of money. That's uh, James Cameron's yeah, that, VFX I mean, company. That, I, if they're developing new technologies, they can make that money back with movies in the future, right? you would think. I didn't know that. I, I pretty, didn't know that. Uh, let me double check that. I have to tell the main the guys that did uh, Starry Night for Halo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to admit something. I had a conversation with Jack before Tron came out, like around mid of like around E three of last year. I'm sorry. And, uh, and he, yeah, well, what are you gonna do? I were sitting off with him. But uh, I told him I, that there was no way Tron would make more than seventy five million dollars. Oh really? And he doesn't remember that, but he can totally make fun of me now because it definitely did. I didn't think it would do as well as it did. So. Digital Domain was founded by James Cameron, Scott Ross, and Stan Winston. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. That's your bit of VFX trivia for the day. I'm glad to hear that James Cameron's making him money somehow. <laughs> <laughs> they figured out a way to turn something profitable. By the way, I don't care what everybody says. The, the, the chick in Tron who plays the like, all-white girl that's, that yeah. hangs around with Zeus, 
Her yeah. name is Jem. That might be the, one of the hottest women on film. You know, in no, normally I, I don't think Olivia Wilde is that great looking, but I thought she looked awesome in Tron. I what was her name? Quora. Quora. Yeah. It's, yeah, which is like a, I don't. We'll go back to Tron, but there's another thing that bothered me. It's like there's a whole midichlorian subplot essentially. Yeah. yeah when, when they when they really announced that thing, that the whole Iceland and this and that, I was like, oh, I, I literally rolled my eyes in the theater. I was like, really? And they don't bother explaining. You're supposed to take it at face value. It's yeah. like there's no explanation for this. Anyway. So. It just happened. It just sprung on its own. It's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. It just seemed like they were trying to add too much stuff into that. And then the nightclub happened, and that was so terrible, it made me forget about the other stuff. Is that the scene with the wannabe David Bowie dude? Yeah. yeah. That's Zeus. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, yeah well, got... I thought actually it was a pretty good actor for that part. <sighs> it's a terrible part, though. I mean, but it's like you take all the bad stuff from movies that you hated, sci-fi movies, like the midichlorians in Star Wars. They had those in Tron. The Merovingian from Matrix, which was like that's what he is. He's the Merovingian. They yeah. have that scene from yeah. Matrix Two. They stuck in Tron. They could have that Tron Two could have been literally twice as good if you would have just cut that character. Matrix out. Two. I'm sorry, Matrix Two. Yeah, I mean it's just. But that being said, do not put the Merovingian in Tron Two. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, you know, essentially, you know, Jeff Bridges' character, the Flynn character, is essentially a cross between the Architect and Obi Wan Kenobi. You so know. they're going to make another Tron now, right? They left some very big hooks open. I thought for uh, a sequel. I think they I think they set up what could be a much better third movie. Yeah. With, they put in Dillinger's son, um, who's what's the kid's name? Cillian Murphy. He's the kid from uh, Oh yeah, Twenty Eight Days, Days Later and uh, the uh, Batman movie that Scar- Scarecrow he played. Yeah, they're uh, yeah. They also I don't want to dwell on it too much, but they also telegraphed a lot of like twists early on, sure. way too much. Sure. In that movie, that's all I'll say about that. Like Flynn was his father. <laughs> <laughs> all right, TV show of the year. I'm going to go first. All right. Okay. Can you list the categories? Yeah. First? All right. Modern Family, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, It's Always Sunny, Lost, Walking Dead, Louie. And I'm going to say Breaking Bad. Very, very tough category. A lot of... I would... Like, based on the... the I've only seen the first episode of Breaking Bad, so I don't feel like I can really vote for that. Mm-hmm. But I can see that that is probably a tremendous show. It's a good show. I liked it a lot. Obviously. <laughs> I thought this was the age of the internet and TV was over, but every show you just mentioned is awesome. I think, every, every, I think Except, every one of these shows I watch on the internet. What's your, yeah, what, I was going to say I watch it on the internet, too. I guess I'm, I do, too. I'm this close to canceling cable. If my wife didn't watch cable news, I'd, I would be out of my house. My Apple TV is, like, my favorite thing in my house. Apple right TV is awesome. It's pretty awesome. I know there's no way it's going to win, but I th- I'm going to say... No, I'm going to go with Modern Family. All right. Good show. I was going to say Louie, but I'm going to go with Modern Family. Louie was awesome. I think I'm going to go with Always Sunny. All right. I get to be the deciding vote. I love it. There's absolutely no way that I would vote for anything besides Modern Family. Modern Family is incredible. Oh yeah. I I just not uh, even not even Mad Men. Not even no not even Mad Men. And this season of Mad Men was really awesome. But it's just you know Modern Family is also has the benefit of being a lot fresher mm-hmm. because it wrapped up its first season in 2010. They immediately went into a second season, and they're halfway through that. I that think, is a tremendous show. I think that's why it's so like it's so. Funny. I mean, it's a great show, but I watched literally like 36 episodes in the span of like four, four or five days. It's funny because I which helps. It does help a lot. Yeah, but what, what season have we been watching at the house? We're on season like, two right now. But that was so. I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen this season yet. No, think. this is this is season. This, this, is, season is, two. this yeah, is season you're, two. Oh, the last episode was uh, Dance Revolution, and uh, you've seen that. That's where I, they go I to feel the school like dance. I'm starting to see Modern Family influences in TV ads now. Like, there's an ad for Pizza Hut. Where I feel like the family in the ad is trying to be like the main family uh, uh, from the Dumfies. Yeah, I'll also say the cool thing about Modern Family is I, it's getting progressively better every couple episodes. I, 
I, I wrote off Park and Recreation or is it Park and Recreation? Parks Park, and Recreation. Parks and Recreation. I wrote that off as an office knockoff the moment I started watching it. And I kind of did the same thing with Modern Family the first time I watched an episode, mm-hmm. which if you can get past that, it's a really great show. No, it's a good show. You well, know, it, it, becomes, it kind of goes into it. I mean, I think the first episode felt like that, but it's, it came into its own more. Especially the Phil character. Yeah, the Phil, Phil character. Phil used to be such a, um, a Michael Scott early on. And now mm-hmm. and I, think, I feel like he's broken out of that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he still he still does feel that way at times, yeah. you know. Like especially like those moments of genuineness that he has, they feel very Michael Scottish. I bet Ron Howard hates that show because he put out the Parenthood at the exact same time, which is essentially the same show, and nobody gives a fuck about that show. With mm-hmm. Dax Shepard, yeah, with Dax Shepard and uh, that dude from uh, Have you Six seen it? Six Feet Under? Yeah. yeah. Have, have any of you seen it yet? I saw like two no. episodes. I like Dax. It's Shepard. a little more dramatic. So Modern Family wins. Modern Family. Here's a recommendation. If you want to try to get into Modern Family, I would recommend either the Halloween episode from season two. Oh, that's great. Or Airport 2010 from season one. Yeah. Either Air- one of those. Airport really 2010. Good. I would say the Halloween episode. Also, the, the beeping episode. I don't know what it's called. Oh, the one with the smoke detector? It's called Chirp. The Chirp. That's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. They're both really good. I just really like the Halloween episode. The Halloween episode is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was, it was great. Good stuff. But every other show is great. Always Sunny, great show. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a good category. There's a lot of good TV shows is out there. Is Always Sunny over for the season? Are they done? Hard to figure it out. I feel like Always Sunny like is one of those shows that everybody watches and everybody likes, but it never had like that critical mass yeah. of everybody discovering it at one time. And you kind of see the value of being on a network in that case. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Everyone I know was telling me for like two or three years to watch Always Sunny that I would really like it, and I just never watched it. And then you guys started watching it and liked it. And then I finally watched it like six months later and said, oh, this is great. But you don't have everybody to talk to because they're like, yeah, we know. It's yeah. a great show. Season six <laughs> wrapped up on December 9th. Okay. Yeah, it seems like a good episode to wrap up on D Gives Birth. Yeah. That was a pretty good episode. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna learn to like Mad Men. If enough people like it, i got to get past that first episode. I'm going to watch it. I, you know, I was thinking about that when I was in True Grit. Were you turned off by True Grit because it was such a racist movie? <sighs> Because I knew you were going to see it, and you were turned off by Mad Men because it was too sexist. I wasn't. I think it might be the fact that I'm, I have a daughter more than anything. That bothered you about if, if I had a black daughter, maybe that would – True Grit would have been – He's also from Alabama. I am also from Alabama. What a great segue to our next segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. All right. Uh, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm determined to like Mad Men and Breaking Bad. I'm going to watch them both. I'm going to get into I them. I definitely want to watch Breaking Bad. I'm going to be addicted. The next season of Breaking Bad starts in April. So if you want to catch up before then, and it, so we can win I in 2011. The thing about those shows, like, and you love, like, The Shield. And it's like you sit and you, you have a heart attack, essentially, yeah. for an hour or whatever. And you end up, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just so tense. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know if I can do that for entertainment all the time. No, like, I don't know awesome. how you do it. Yeah, okay. you can. Just drink. <laughs> Look it. How many episodes of Walking Dead were there? Um, Seven? I think I okay. have it on my computer. I thought so it was more you. than that. I thought it was like ten. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. Yeah. Right, okay. I don't think Ooh. it was ten. Yeah. I think it might be. I, low it was ball, I think it might be lowballing ten. I'm, I, my inclination was actually to say six as well. And they're coming. They're definitely coming back for a second season of Walking Dead. It's interesting. With all new writers, right? No, I think that I think they that they was a rumor, or maybe he tried to fire them, and then you know they got six million viewers for the finale, so they said, "Guess what? We're going to keep the band together." Yeah, it's six. Yeah, six. Okay. It's interesting that American TV is starting to emulate the release cycles and schedules of British TV, like now having television shows that have six episodes. 
I would say more so it's, it's starting to emulate the Sopranos model. Yeah, well, where, yeah, I mean, that was kind of like a midway point, right? Halfway the, between. The thing I always associate with British television is that there seems to be a finite amount of episodes, and they're just going to make that amount no matter what. Yeah. Mm. Like two seasons, and that's it. I almost it, it almost feels like it's some sort of a law in England that you can have two two six-episode seasons and then one Christmas special, and that's it. Yeah, well, then they start running into the episode tax. They don't want to try to avoid that. Unless your grandfather like mm. Doctor Who, and then you have 40 seasons. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Oh, man. That's a good show, though. It's really good. Millie loves it. All yeah, right. she does. DLC of the year. Wow, that's a tough one, man. No, it's not. Can okay, you... cate- uh, the candidates are Bioshock 2, Mass Effect 2, Red Dead Redemption, Borderlands, <laughs> Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, uh, Halo Reach, and Cataclysm. 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 Mass Effect 2. Red Dead, man. That was a massively awesome DLC. Should we start eliminating things here? No, we just won. Cataclysm just won. Oh, because you didn't vote for it? Yeah, we both voted. Griffin and Gustin. Well, why do I even have a vote? (laughs) (laughs) I'll just just give you a list of what to vote for. (laughs) Okay, And then I'll make the decision. All right, all right, all right. You guys are making fun of me. (laughs) Listen, I sent... I'll be the first to admit it. Okay, I was having a bad day, and I sent a nasty email to Gus over the holidays, but... I will say, as soon as I sent it, I texted, I aimed him and apologized. Yeah, but then he bitched to me about th- uh, three hours about how, <laughs> much, how annoying you were. <laughs> you I, was, I did? No, no, no. No, I did. Yeah. I was he totally in the to wrong. You <laughs> I, I, I was, I was a jerk, and I apologized. I apologized <laughs> publicly on the podcast to all of our listeners. I'm sorry about the email I sent. <laughs> the very terse, nasty, snippy. I'm most embarrassed that it was snippy. <laughs> <sighs> It was awesome. I'd like to do a dramatic reading of Jeff's email. Okay. <laughs> we, were t- we, were, we were setting up. I said, how about we just start making cuts so that we have the ability to discuss less choices. And the pod- talk- talking about the awards. At the awards. So the podcast isn't bogged down, which it already is. Uh, so how about this? Everybody submit two from each section to cut. If people feel strongly, they can veto a cut. Here's my cuts, and I listened to some stuff. And then Gu- Jeff cut something that Gus wanted to vote for. So Gus said, I have to veto that cut. And then Jeff wrote... <clears throat> then what is the point of voting in the first place? Either I have a vote or I don't. Why don't you just pick the nominees, then you decide what are important, and leave me out of it then? Didn't have a problem with the veto till his choice got vetoed. Well, I will say that when you read it like that, it sounds bad. <laughs> it's all about context. It is. It's totally about context. You can't take something from the internet and have it... It's, when I, it, was, it was much more effervescent when I wrote it. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't do your internet voice for it. Hey oh, God. <laughs> the internet voice would have been appropriate. <laughs> I'll try it again. What is the point of even voting in the first place? When you read it like it's a YouTube comment, it's way better. <laughs> I gotta say, it was a bad day because Griffin, I don't know what was going on there. Something must have been going on because Griffin wrote me uh, a nasty aim, too. We did this oh, interview. On, Brandon and I did an interview for Immersion, which ends today, by the way. Our last episode airs tonight nice. on roosterteeth.com. So Brandon and I did this interview with a blog where we talked about immersion, and we went on this, like, five-minute cock-sucking, ass-kissing. You guys were glowingly positive of Griffin. Like, talking about how awesome Griffin was. It was basically like, Griffin is the second coming of Christ. She's the reason why the show's so great. She designs all this stuff. She's amazing. I can't believe it. And then she writes me and goes... Uh, you know, we didn't buy those costumes from that place. You guys should get your information right. <laughs> That's well, all she took away. She took okay. it away as a negative. <laughs> I should okay. play the whole thing. I would, be, I would be embarrassed to play it right now. Oh, oh my God. How okay. complimentary we were. Uh, I appreciate the, the accurate compliments. But What's a compulum? Compliments. <laughs> shut up, shut up. All right. Um, but no, okay, here's the thing. Well, we had an episode, and I know, okay, 
I know I was a little bitchy. But we had an episode where it was all focused around costumings. And I was up until 5 in the morning or like 5.30 in the morning making them. And then I got up like at 6 to like take a shower and get to get there. And then like I'm making up the girls and putting the costumes on them. And so I was up like making can those I, damn costumes. Can I ask a question? And then Brandon on the <laughs> Why sleep for 30 minutes? Doesn't that do more harm than good? No, it, I know, but I had to sleep because okay. I had to be on camera. I didn't want to look like shit. So especially against two girls that had barely any clothes on. So Brandon, when, when Brandon was like, oh, we got everything online. I don't, it wasn't just for me, but we are selling the show sh- short if we're talking about how we, because if we customize everything, why say we buy it online if we don't? Hey, if it, not to change the subject, <laughs> but if it makes you feel better, Bernie, she sent an email to Marshall that was way worse than the one I sent to Jess <laughs> or, uh, or the one she sent to you. You sound all choked up about it. Okay? Yeah. Was, little what did you send to Marshall? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, Marshall and, I have, Marshall and I have worked out, worked it out. Okay. What, what did you send? Man. To? What was it about? Editing oh, or direction? The claws were out. No, because like on last Friday, you, everyone was hanging out. Like it was a relaxed day because everyone was still kind of trickling back into town. Had a little barbecue. Everybody was like playing basketball, drinking beers, and then I was there building Marshall's project because Marshall came. He was like he got some stuff together. He wanted to make some kind of a rolling thing for a camera. I'm like, all right, cool. So he asked me like about bending something. So then I started to bend it for him. But then he wanders off, and then he keeps like giving me lists of things to do for this thing that he's building. <laughs> so I ended up building this whole thing for him, which is fine. But then I sent him an email asking him to proof book four because um, he could help with editing. So I sent it to him and he was like, oh yeah, I forgot to grab it. I guess I'll just do that on Monday. And I was just like, listen, if you want me to help you with this, like these props and you have to help me with book four. So I apologize because I was kind of bitchy. And you, your email was th- that nice too. <laughs> no, it was actually, my email was worse. It was but like, Dear asshole. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I said, I love you. At the end. I made <laughs> your track while you were playing basketball and eating bar. Barbecue. I cut my hand twice. I didn't. I cut my hand twice. I didn't get to eat any barbecue because I was too busy making oh, your. On. It tech. wasn't that. Did you bad. win the game? I hope you did. Here's, <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I put. I'm trying. To, this is one of my my mini resolutions for 2011. I just want to do less shit talking, and if I can be direct with people, then I don't have to talk to everyone else about them. Okay. Okay. But I, maybe I could be nicer about how direct I am. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> It's hard to be nice and direct. Another uh, thing that was inaccurate about what Brandon said, he said, I have a good attitude, which I have no idea where that came from. (laughs) I I corrected him in the interview. I know, I know, I heard you. (laughs) I said, I don't want to vouch for the attitude. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, after this glowing review we gave of Griffin in the interview, I went on to berate you and Gus as being expendable and not important to the company (laughs) in any way. I didn't get an email from either one of you or an an A. Oh, yeah, because I don't – who cares? Yeah. I know. I know. I was was a little moody. We all have our roles to play in the company. Yours is defensive. (laughs) No, I have been a little bit moody lately, and um, the, probably the last three weeks have just kind of been bitchy. So I apologize to every single person who's come in contact with me for three weeks. Ooh. I do want to commend Jeff on the excellent deflection, though, where we started off talking <laughs> about him, and he immediately threw it all on the ground. I'm not even sure how that happened. I'm, he's like, I'm, Teflon Jeff. I am, dude. They, call me, right they call me Jefflon. Jefflon? <laughs> yeah. All right, we got one category left. This, this, is this the big one? Game of the year. I know every, every developer out there is eagerly awaiting this. Can, once again, can you get on the... Uh, yeah. Nominees? Uh, our nominees are Halo Reach, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, StarCraft Two, Red Dead Redemption, Mass Effect 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Minecraft, Angry Birds, and Heavy Rain. Man, can I tell you, I just played Black Ops over the weekend and beat it start to finish. First time I played it. And uh, I know it made a billion dollars, but not a very good campaign. Yeah, the campaign was I, fine. I really wasn't into it at all. It was a good campaign. Uh, I don't know. Real quick, though, what was your choice for DLC? Just so we have the other choices out there. I said Mass Effect 2. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Red Dead. 
Yeah, best DLC. Although Borderlands is a close second because that thing was massive too. We already gave those votes. I know, but I didn't. I didn't actually see what my choice was. You guys, yeah, you did. You guys already lost that one. Uh, so. We were kind of, we were just talking about it. We should have <laughs> other people out there as mentioned of what their choices are. That's okay. my official vote is Red Dead. Thank you. Should. All right. For the third time, for now for the fourth time, Bernie's vote is for Red Dead. I don't know that he ever did. I have to write a text. To <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, game of the year. Uh, you you did not like Black Ops. No, I just I I was underwhelmed by it. So you're not voting for them? No, <laughs> no, that's my veto. If I get a veto, I'm going to say Mass Effect Two. I like Mass Effect Two so much. It's a really good it was, game. It was, Mass Effect Two was a great game. It was a hard choice. Those, are, those were, there were some great games on that list. It ended poorly, though. Not to be a spoiler, it ended poorly. Griffin, it ended you... very classically, like the second yeah. story in a, in a trilogy, where yeah. it's like there's no ending. Right. It feels like. Um. Well, my, none of the games I play made the list, but can I just make a purely on observation and art and all of that yeah um assassin's creed brotherhood is beautiful and i actually plan to play it because it looks awesome and really fun so i'm gonna vote for that but i know that my vote maybe shouldn't count for as nah, much fuck as it. your vote counts okay good it's it in the point, point, point seven there are so many gamers out there that are mad right now because i'm in on the voting <laughs> man i <sighs> i'm voting for halo reach i love it i played that game more than anything else Great this game. year and it's you know after 10 years of playing that game i'm still playing it yeah you know and this was a great version of it I'm yeah. about trailer reach. I, I I look at it from a. Uh, I had the most fun in a s- campaign with Assassin's Creed, but if if I look at like the effect it had in the game industry and like I, I consume a lot of game entertainment and media, then Minecraft and Reach by far surpassed anyone else this year. And I, as intrigued as I am by Minecraft, I haven't spent enough time with it to really get a sense of it. I think it's got to be Reach for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that we were able to like. Like that, you're able to do stuff like achievement horse in Reach, and it creates an entire new game. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's just there's nothing that compares to it. Well, and actually, art wise, it's really beautiful too. Yeah, and I like the fucking theater mode is still unparalleled. Like I've been playing around with the Black Ops. You can't even see theater, theater mode. mode anymore. It's just yeah. the playground. Aspect yeah, just the playground it. aspect. It like there's some cool there's some cool things they did in Black Ops, but like nothing compares to how nothing. robust theater mode and and, re, and yeah. Forge are. The ability together. to and the ability to recam clips is what's unbelievable, most unbelievable about it, and to share it with friends. Well, you're talking about like Minecraft. What Minecraft does really well is it does a, an amazing amount of play with very limited mechanics. And it's really surprising how much you get out of so little. And on, on, a, on a much higher scale, what Reach is able to do on a console, it's just it's, – it's not paralleled. No, no way. No. No, it's not paralleled. It's unparalleled. We, we also talked about uh, eliminating Minecraft from the list because technically it was in alpha all year and then just entered beta before the end of the year. So it really hasn't officially released. Yeah, I can see so that. So we could conceivably see it again in a future – Future game of the year list. Hey, let me ask Just you guys like a question. Angry Birds, you know, yeah. we moved it into this year because it came out the end of last year. That's another one. I wish we had a mobile category just so we could say that, like, Angry Birds is the best all-time mobile game ever. That game is so fun. I mean, I'm mad at it still, but it was a really good game. And it sold, like, how many people played bought Angry Birds? I think it was, like, like 5 50, to 7 million? No, I think it was 50 million. God, speaking of millions and millions and millions, I read a stat that Cityville just launched. That's, yeah. like, the, the city version of Farmville. And it had a sustained 84.2 million players last month. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy, dude. That's crazy. Fuck, 84.2 million players. So anyway, I'd like to now announce the uh, the launch of uh, City View Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Have any AAA titles started doing that, like social media games or smaller versions of their games? There have been... Uh, didn't didn't um, Crackdown 2 has a Windows Phone 7 
version of their game. Or yeah, like- there have been tie-ins. Fable 3 had a Facebook game tie-in this year. Crackdown 2 had one where you, like, shot rubber duckies or whatever, and you would get experience in Crackdown 2. Oh, okay. They were, like, there, there's, like, games that are making inroads into that market, but I don't think it's hitting a full way yet. It probably will soon, though, I would imagine. I- Getting back to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, Angry Birds. Um, I was on the airplane. We were flying back from New Orleans the other day, and I looked down the aisle, and I was, like, right in the middle because I was, like, on the aisle seat. Like, everyone on to the right of me and to the left of me, everyone was playing Angry Birds. Like they Really? Were, yeah, just everybody. Oh, that would have been a great picture. I know. I should have... I, I was just kind of in an awkward place. I couldn't get, uh-huh. you know, stand on the other side of right. somebody, so... You know what makes me mad? When I see that, I think I'm better than all of you fuckers, and I have no proof because my save game got deleted. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time getting good at Angry Birds. Well, see, that that kind of brings me to a point that I always think about with Halo Reach or the Halo series in general is that the reason why I would always nominate a Halo game, at least ones that are you know made first party or made by Bungie or Microsoft, is that it's so strange how often I think about Halo when I'm playing other games. Yeah, absolutely. Like features that are in Halo, it's like, why don't they have this? Like, why can't I like take this game and build something with it? Why can't right. I – like in Angry Birds, why can't I save my files? You know, why can't I – Post them and share them with other people. Why can't I make movies from them? Yeah, it's like you take for granted all the stuff that they pack into that one disc. It's mm-hmm. just crazy. And there's and there's like any one improvement they made would have been a great improvement on the game. Like, but they they just packed it with so many. Like you don't even think about it. like commendations by themselves are f- tremendous. I spent probably three weeks just focusing on getting commendations because they were fun to do. You think, you, know? you think that's hurting Halo in a way? Is that like people are focusing on different parts of the game? I don't know. I like rank like, means what, nothing what, to me. Mm. And it means it used to be like you had your rank and that was the main thing in Halo. And now people are looking at different things all the time. Like, I mean, there are some people who just spend all their time in the challenges, the daily challenges and the weekly challenges. Uh-huh. Yep. And other people who just don't give a shit about that, you know? Or yeah. Forge. Like, we still haven't yet to see the Forge era of Halo Reach, which is going to be it's, awesome. It's well, just starting to, to show up, I think. And like, it's crazy. Like, you saw, you, uh, saw that uh, skee ball court yep. that somebody made. It's fucking ball court. Dude, That's awesome. Dude, it's awesome. It's. I, you, it's cooler than you can imagine. It's yep. really fucking cool. That's, that's the same thing with Mike. Minecraft has that where people are building their own stuff, and that's really now a major part of the longevity of any game. We, um, you know, Achievement Hunter Horse number 5 comes out today, and there was uh, all the maps are awesome, and they're all clever, but there were two in particular in this episode that just blew my mind. There was one where a dude built a tube that goes straight up, and you, um, at the top of it are two kill balls, and right on top of the kill balls, banshees continually spawn so that it rains down banshee parts. And then the mission, like the, the object is to take two falcons and fly to the top and hit the kill ball and die. And you're just constantly getting hit by banshee parts, and they knock you down, so you're trying to go up and dodge and get to the top first. And it was just like, just that alone felt like an entire game, and it was fucking great. And the fact it, that the way you're the, able to... That's, that's in the horse video today? It comes out today. The nice. way they were able to forge that was just unbelievable. And then, like, another one was a dude made a racetrack that goes all the way across Forge World, and it felt like a full racing game. Like, he was able to design it in such a way, like, you talk about guys like Knockout who are able to make things look so seamless and so, like, intentional. Like, it, the game was designed for it. This racing, I'll show it to you. You guys will watch Horse. It looks like something you would play in Burnout. I mean, it's fucking... Well, maybe a little crazy, like Joyride, because there's a lot of jumps and stuff. But it's just unbelievable. Like, not only the, the, like, the amount that you can do with the game, but how polished you can make it if you spend the time with it, you know? Yeah, and I'll always have a lot of respect for those guys who were making maps in Halo 3, like, right at the end before Reach was coming out. And they were making perfectly curved tracks in the Halo yeah. 3 Forge where they were yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> employing all those bizarre tricks of, like, spawning stuff at a certain time and holding something else in place. Because I know it just took tons and tons of time to get that stuff right. Uh-huh. But Absolutely. The Reach Forge just makes kind of everybody at that level. If they, if they you know, 
if have it, a little bit of talent, a little bit of vision. Yeah, still, yeah. still takes a lot of time, but definitely easier now. That's the thing is, like, I think the I think the longevity of Reach will be greater than any previous Halo game. Well, I don't know. Halo Two had a ridiculous. I mean, people would still be playing Halo Two if they didn't turn the servers off. But uh, I just I feel like there's yeah like the people like there's another good three or four years of people just coming up with better and cooler things to do in Reach. You know? Yeah. yeah. So big surprise. We like Reach. We like Halo. <laughs> well, Halo Reach. Yeah. I can't wait to see. Uh, Oh, I can't well, wait. I was going to say, I can't wait to see our trophy in the trophy case. What? <laughs> our shitty trophy? I think it'll go on the community table. Hey, where? Uh, what did we give Game of the Year to last year? Uh, last year was... Shit. Left 4 Dead. Yeah, yeah, Left 4 Dead 2. Was it? Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're right, you're right, because we sent it to Valve. I remember that. That was a great game. Um, what do you guys... Are you, is there anything on your radar for next year at all? Hey, real fast, before we get to that, I wanted to say, I've been, I, I'm meaning to bring this up for two weeks now. Uh, after I made those comments about Bioware not having our trophy in their trophy case, remember um, two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh-huh. I got an email from Bioware. Really? Yeah. They said our trophy is actually indeed in their trophy case. Oh, okay. That it may it was it was moved out temporarily when they moved offices here in Austin, but uh, that it's back in their hallway. And they said they had even emailed you two a picture of it in the trophy case in the hallway. Actually, we got a I got a trophy. picture of it on a desk. On a desk. On a desk. I got yeah. that okay. Picture as well. Yeah, it says uh, I sent him a photo. Probably displayed as you walk down our hall. You, you can, <laughs> so I'll turn towards the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say, so, uh, sorry about that, Bioware. So recanting all those terrible things I said. I'm not sorry. I think we should complain about more things. <laughs> Who knew we had such such reach? I've been I've been looking at the at the like the upcoming games for 2011, and it feels kind of like a letdown to me. Like 2010 felt like there were almost too many games to play. I agree. I'm really not like. I guess people are excited for Bulletstorm. I really don't know much about that. Portal 2 is exciting, but other than Mass Effect Port- 3... Portal 2, Uncharted 3, Mass Effect 3... Un- uh, Mass Effect 3 is the is the big one on the list, I guess. We're just entering, in, I think, into the time of year where we're going to start hearing about next holiday's games. Yeah, I hope so. I just I, I felt like at this point in 2010, I think we've made a comic about it, about there were like 44 AAA titles that were... Isn't on on you know, oh, planning yeah. to come out. And a lot of those got pushed next year, but just I just I don't know. Yeah. You want to make any predictions about um, Duke Nukem and how that will do? I think it'll do pretty well. That's coming out really soon, isn't it? Uh, some, uh, yeah, isn't that yeah, Gear, Gearbox soon. took that over? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eat my words on that. It's coming out really soon. <laughs> they won't push that release date back, I'm sure. <laughs> I can't believe that there are that many Duke Nukem fans still around that are still clamoring for it. Like, it's amazing to me that there's like still a fervor for it. There's not. There really isn't, there, right? There really isn't. It's like snakes on a plane. Yeah, okay. It's just a, it's just a joke that people are saying, but there's no weight behind it. Because when I think of Duke Nukem, I mean, it was fun when I was a kid, but I put it in the same category as like a Leisure Suit Larry type game that was kind of like dated and like goofy bathroom potty humor that was appropriate at the time in the early you know PC gaming genre, I guess. And that I felt like, I don't know, I feel like that a, a game like that doesn't really have a place in gaming anymore when you have games like Mass Effect 3. I'm looking at a list of... Uh of releases for this year, and I'm still in January, and there's two very obvious ones we forgot already. Uh, Little Big Planet 2, Dead Space 2, both coming out this month. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Little Big Planet 2, I guess, I don't know, it's not really on my radar, but I didn't play the first one, but I guess I should probably take a look at it. It's a good game. Yeah, Those creation games are big, and we might not be big PlayStation guys, but people on the PlayStation love Little Big Planet. It's supposed to be a big year for the PlayStation, right, because of Uncharted 3, and I think Resistance 3 comes out, and Kills, a new, is it a new Kill Zone? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Xbox had a really good year. Xbox Xbox had to have won the year. Yeah, I think right? there's no doubt about that. Well, I think the big story is that the Wii just died off this year, I think. I mean, this was the year where people were like, eh. I read a really interesting quote on Kotaku that the guy said that he's had trouble 
kind of defining what's going on with the Wii, and he quoted some lady, just some random non-gamer who owns a Wii, and she said she wanted to buy more games for the Wii this year, but when she went and looked, everything just looked like video games. And it's, it just goes to show that the people who bought Wii and played Wii games, like Wii Fit and all that, they weren't necessarily the video game, typical video gamer, which is a good thing, and it leads to huge numbers, but I wonder what it does to the long-term effects of that console. Did uh, Microsoft ever announce reports on how well... Uh, Connect did like they had said that they were gonna hit five million. That was their goal by the end of the year. Oh, one time, last number I heard I think was like one point five million units after three was, weeks or something. Well, yeah. they they had they had broke two million I think, uh, but they had like another three million to go, and uh, no, they said heard, that they would they would hit it. They I haven't heard any updated five numbers. Million sales? They were trying to yeah, which huh. seems like really lofty to me. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We, we've been playing a lot of Connect lately. I yeah, I don't ever think to turn that thing on. But we had a party like a, a get together the other night, and uh, as soon as our like non-Rooster Teeth friends who, like, maybe would you consider casual gamers? I guess, I guess like, Wii gamers, right? They saw Connect and they immediately were like, can we play this? And they played it for, like, three hours playing yeah, Dance Central well, we had at the time of their lives. Like, um, since we've ha- had house guests, I've been having people come over to the house more reg- regularly. And that it always seems to turn on, like, get turned on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. definitely a good party, like, a social thing to do. They have hit 4.05 million units worldwide as of the 14th of December. So they might have made it. Wow, wow. dude. That's pretty impressive. Dragon Age 2 is also 2011, by the way. Yeah, you hated that game, though, right? It's a big game, though. It <laughs> is a big if, game. If I didn't like it, people, I mean, there's, there's still going to be... Knights of the Old, and obviously, Knights of the Old Republic is probably going to come out in mm, Gears of War 3. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be excited about Gears 3 when it comes out and I start playing it. But There's Bioshock Forever, or whatever it's called, Infinite. come out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's supposed to be this year. I thought that was 2012. Is it? Mm. I, th- I thought so. Rage, man, they should Resistance not. Resistance three. They should not announce games that are more today. than 12 months away. I agree. Or anything. They shouldn't announce anything that's more than 12 months away. Metal Gear Solid Rising. Is that the <laughs> is that the Xbox game? Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't. <laughs> like, what is Captain America coming out? Cut technology. Is that coming out two years from now? I have no idea. I don't okay, know. I see production stills all the time from it though. Yeah, you, and you're right about Bioshock Infinite. It's targeted for 2012. So 2011, what are you looking forward to for movies? Anything there? Harry Potter Part 2. Or oh, yeah. Harry Potter oh, yeah. 8. The finale. Yeah. For sure. It'll be really interesting. I'm not sure what's going on. What's coming uh, out this year? I'm actually excited about Battlefield Los Angeles a yeah. little bit because we saw so many posters for it at Comic-Con. And I didn't know if it was a game or a movie, but either way it looked really intriguing. The promotions worked. They're, they're very happy to hear that. <laughs> they did. They did. They didn't work in the case of Scott Pilgrim, but they definitely worked, at least for me, on Battlefield Los Angeles. Uh, the movies get promoted at Comic-Con, though. That's not exactly a great pedigree. It's true. Like, because you remember last year? I think, did you go to Comic-Con last year? Uh, no, I did not go last year. Last year it was all Legion. Like, everything you saw was Legion, was Legion, before. Legion. Or year before, yeah. Yeah, I so, saw all that stuff. Last year was all Scott Pilgrim. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking 2009, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the Legion stuff, I remember they had, they had banners everywhere for that movie. And that yeah. was like a January... You know, visual effects slash yeah, I don't, release. I don't even remember that movie coming out. Is the new uh, is the new J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams movie coming out this year? What is that? Nine millimeter? Is that what it's called, or something like that? Don't think about I it. I don't know. Oh, the one, with the train teaser, right? Yeah. No oh, idea. no idea. Yeah, who knows? All right. Well, let's uh, wait. Oh, I'm gonna wrap uh-oh. up. Okay, but before you after, do, after kinda, you. Okay, uh, it's sort of a subject change, but I've been um, I'm on the Rooster Teeth or what is it, Rooster Feast group. Uh-huh. You know the the group that came to town uh, and went to all the places that are mentioned on the drunk tank, and they were recently put up a poll to see um, what percentage of places should be repeats, like going and visiting the old places that we've already talked about. Um, 
but I think that like we haven't really been talking about on the drunk tank lately. And I think it's because we moved south to where that's just mainly chain restaurants. We haven't been exploring as much. So I was kind of hoping that maybe the staff might start exploring places again and talking about them. I can't remember the last time I went to a new restaurant. I know. Like it's bad. So I was, I'm just kind of want to put that out there. Like we should this year try to make an effort to break out of our little like chain restaurant zone. Our New Year's resolution is to eat worse. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, no, not come on. Hey, should you get? Should you mention an immersion? Immersion comes out today, right? Yes, today is the uh, last episode of immersion in this quote unquote season because we don't plan to really make any more. As we come up with other ideas, I guess we will make some. But uh, it's been a lot of fun to work on that, Griffin. It has been, and I want to make sure I phrase this exactly. <laughs> right. It has been a pleasure to work on immersion with you. I think everything went really well. Uh, this one we actually did. Uh, we did an extra segment too at the end of it, which was a lot of fun. So. Um, I hope I hope you guys enjoy it, Griffin. I hope you enjoyed working on it. I've, I've loved it, and it, I'm actually I'm, I'm excited about whatever we do next. Hopefully, there's something that I can be as involved in next. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> hopefully your involvement can be uh, marginalized in retrospect. <laughs> also, I, I haven't spoiled everything. Well, she, <laughs> you know that she's already preparing her email in rebuttal to you, right? Well, now. I was gonna <laughs> say, Griffin, be careful about what you say. You don't want to write a nasty email to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> about what you said. I will say that this immersion, and I don't know how about you, Gus, but this was. Hands down the most fun to film. Yeah. Hands down the most fun to film. Hands down the most dangerous. The most dangerous and also easily, I think I think it's our best episode. The most fun to watch, I, I think. I can't wait to see the final version. I'm hoping actually because um, I've talked to the guys and there was so much B-roll that we took that hopefully we'll be making a behind-the-scenes video about it. Because I think that is actually in a lot of ways. Brand, yeah, I think that there should. Brandon told me that on food, he, he told me he thinks he could do a 20 to 25-minute cut of – outtakes and footage that they just didn't get to use in food he said and i don't remember this because i was fucking hungover and tired but he said that there's about 20 minutes of him just filming gus and i in the back of your truck while people were setting up in there that he said oh, was just yeah. like the funniest thing he'd ever we seen were just we were talking both shit and just we're so disgruntled angry, and angry yeah. i have no idea what that would be on that there was some speculation that we faked that you guys knew we were going to wake you up no you god no. no 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 the only one thing is that like you woke us up, and then you made us go sit in the back of your truck for a few minutes while you guys like got the the lighting right. I guess right. We, we pulled you out of your house. We had no idea what was going on. Yeah, we were sitting in the street. We were told there's the going to be an emergency. Sitting there, <laughs> speculating, like fucking exhausted. We saw one of your neighbors doing the walk of shame going home. Dude, that was great. <laughs> she had one shoe. <laughs> Wait, I should I should point out that we actually did reshoot the the bar scene where I'm outside the bar. We reshot that later as a better setup because it was so hidden. That the first time we shot it, it didn't work out that well. When we actually took you guys out drinking the first time. Yeah. yeah. Oddly enough, we didn't have trouble getting you back to the bar after that. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I'm, you guys I'm always up for reshoots. We should, have, we should have done something to him. Yeah. You guys weren't skeptical the second time we brought oh, you back. Oh, that's right. Bar. Man, my defenses were down. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. All right. Okay, well, okay. Uh, thanks for listening. That's it for 2010. Bye. What? <laughs> no, that's a close. We can close on 2010. Okay. <laughs>